Welcome to Empower, the first real fire property platform on Cardano that combines emerging technology, sustainable building, and decentralized financial inclusion. My name is Blaine, and I'm the sustainability architect here at Empower. And on this podcast, we'll be sharing conversations based around Empower's three key principles of building, community, and impact. If you want to join our journey and help us build a better future with Empower, then make sure to subscribe and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to the Empower podcast. Today, Elka and myself are joined again with Casariel. So we have Richard, CEO of Casariel and Mario Deal, Director of Partnerships at Casariel. And we're connecting again to provide an on-the-ground update. And it's a pretty, pretty big update uh, relating to the... Uh, so we have four Project Catalyst funded homes, but two of them um, have been built uh, by uh, Casarial. So we're going to be focusing on those uh, two eco homes in this podcast. Um, yeah, so let's probably dive straight into the first question. So Alka, you got the first question to start us off. Yeah, Mario Odil, um, can I ask a question to you? So we came um, last summer um, when we had the um, opportunity to work together with Casarial by the provided funding through the Catalyst proposal. And we came to you um, and we asked you, you know, would it be possible um, to build um, within the frame of um, as environmental friendly um, and locally possible homes in Mozambique that are still affordable? And I'm wondering, you know, what, what happened then? What did Casariel do with the objectives that we asked you? So the more or less general framework to, you know, Yes, thank you, Alke. Well, it was very interesting to get that question because building, already delivering affordable housing is a challenge in Mozambique, you know, one of the poorest countries in the world. So uh, we hadn't been asked before as a company to also, we, we were at times asked to consider it, but to be honest, um, to consider environmental measures, we'd always thought it would be too expensive for our clients. Um, but as Empower is a very pragmatic organization, they actually asked the question, you know, what could you do? What could you do locally? So we sat together um, as a team last summer and really thought through what could we change to our current housing product that we offer to the market that is really popular locally? What, what could we add to that in terms of environmental measures that would still make it affordable to our clients that we know will, will be in line with what they want because they like that type of house. And that will make a dent in terms of um, um, environmental efficiencies. And when we went through that exercise, we realized we could actually do quite a lot with simple and affordable measures. And I'll leave it to Richard to explain how we implemented that. Yeah, and also maybe before I go into the details, uh, hi everyone. Uh, it, it was a pleasure changing, not changing, but adding to our concept that actually we go greening, we add some green features on what people knew, what people used it to, what, so we, as we go to eco-construction or eco-building, we really wanted to start with what people know. And we started with our conventional construction technology, where we added more eco-features that then we achieved the green uh, building construction. I will take you to what we have done to date, 
to date, we completed these two units before yesterday, that was Tuesday. And uh, they are habitable now. We have, we have added all the features that were remaining. We, so to, to say we added solar uh, energy, solar panels on each of the houses. And we have um, each, each house is going to have a, a tank, a rainwater harvesting tank. And the greatest thing that these houses have that others before didn't have is a water treatment plant. The, the water treatment plant is not only going to help us to, to deal with the, sept, the individual septic tank, but it's going to help us to actually treat the reused water, the, the waste water and then we reuse water during the summer, for example, like now there's a, a great problem at the site that we have no water. We have to now start dealing using water for irrigating the compounds using the, the drinking water. So during the summer, actually, this is going to be one of the first innovative things that we have done. Greatly proud of that we added a treatment, a wastewater treatment plant that then the water that we will treat will be reused either for flushing toilets or for irrigating the compound. Mm -hmm. uh, we have two units that we constructed. After, uh, after designing, we looked at, okay, so we are looking at affordable units, but let's try two units at the start. And we have uh, one best unit, which is one bedroom, the kitchen and the sit the kitchen and um, the bathroom, bathroom toilet normally. And then we have two bedroom, two two rooms, uh, sitting room, kitchen and bathroom. Each and every house now is lit with solar system, and we. We are now, I will be talking about what we have done on now integrating, looking for clients. We have already a small shortlist that we are looking at, which I will talk about. So now that the houses are built, uh, Richard and Mario Deal, uh, can you tell us a little bit uh, about the journey um, to come to the houses and um, you know the challenges and the opportunities that you have? Yeah, so to come to the journey where we started from and where we have reached to having completed units, usually it was not a big challenge for us as Casa Real because, as I said, we wanted to start with what we knew, only that we needed to add some of the features that would make the house um, eco-friendly. So we started with the construction, normal construction, the foundation, which the foundation, brick and mortar uh, blocks and cement and uh, iron bars and all those building materials that make conventional construction. So we did the normal construction and um, that was a month and a half ago, two months that's that it took. Um, what led us a bit was the treatment plant because we needed, it's the first time Casarial is doing the treatment plant. But of course, our technical director, Andrew McLean, who lives in, uh, in UK, 
came down to help us. And when he came down, he had to integrate the training, the techniques to train the, to train the local team. And then we started on it. So we focused much on what we don't know actually to first do. So we did that on, on alongside the construction. And then we completed the treatment plant. And once the treatment plant was completed and removed back, uh, traveled back to the UK. And that's when we then went back to focus on completing the eco homes. Um, and then we did the painting and added the, the eco features, the solar panels among uh, the solar panels, the rainwater harvesting, and then connecting to the sewer treatment plant. Um, the, solar, the solar system was, was purchased, but then we waited to complete the whole house, such that then we installed that should have been the last thing. And then that was done uh, finally. And now we have light in the house. We, 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 I can't say there are challenges, but um, uh, there are lessons learned. I like using that. We've learned that um, it's, not, it's not as cheap as the one we've been, uh, we've been building and selling. For example, best unit, we were selling it at $10,000. Uh, home, but then we have added some little, um, uh, some little cost on construction, especially sharing to the septic tank, the treatment plant. Before it was individual septic tank, but now it's going to be a, a, a treatment plant. The treatment plant is not specifically for the two units I'm talking about, but we are going to connect the 10 units so there are additional eight units in the same line that are going to be connected to the treatment plant. So that then the cost is shared to all other houses, not only the two units that, uh, that the construction cost is shared. So with that, then the cost goes down. And-, um, and, and uh, Richard, if I may add also, you talk about the construction cost, but if you look at the clients, you know, the, the monthly cost for utilities for them together with these solar panels um, and, and other measures we've, we've made to make the house more energy efficient and have it heat up less. Um, yeah, the monthly billing cost for the clients will go down. So um, you need to look at the whole life cycle also of the house, obviously. Yeah, yeah and also during the rainy season, so like those who have been wasting paying money on, on water bills and the water bills go down uh, for the whole season, the rain is, 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 it is raining. They are collecting water among others. So it becomes a life and ecosystem of, of all affordability to the yeah, client. And, and to be clear, the and wastewater treatment plant that Richard is referring to, this is not a mechanical plant. It's a completely natural plant with, which includes uh, one of these reed beds with, with local uh, reeds that will help um, clean the water. It's the first, uh, not only in Bear, I believe, but also in Mozambique even, eh, Richard? Yeah, yeah. That's remarkable, but that's also uh, going to save a lot in maintenance, right? So it's maintaining itself, isn't it? Then, this, this wastewater treatment? Yeah, sure. Also to, to say, 
different from the treatment plan now from the septic tank that was individual septic tank and now like each one each house is contributing something like maybe 30 percent of the original cost of the septic tank and this one goes to a big septic tank a big treatment plant that then other than like at use when the client would uh, empty it every year, maybe this will take two years before it is, is emptied. And so that is also another saving that the person is, is using. And of course, as Casarial to us, it's, it's an innovation that actually gives us more, more points in, in even the city, because when the mayor came and saw what we were doing and was so surprised to see and this time he didn't say, he said, little Casarial is doing something that the government can't do. And like we were joking and he was saying that, you know, you know what, we are going to use this in the Bairosh. Bairosh, they're like the zones where they do not have any connection to the sewage plant. And they were saying they have one big, one big treatment plant, which the Portuguese did long time and during the colonial times, but since that time, they have never tried to build their own. So they say, this is really an innovation that is easily, we can easily do it in different zones. So to us, to us, we keep feeling great to hear that the government is so much getting interested in what Casarial is doing. I love that story. Like the, um, <laughs> the fact that the mayor's come here and has been really, inspired through this innovation, this water treatment plant. And he's actually looking at maybe replicating this in other areas of Mozambique. Is that what you're saying, potentially? In Beira, in Beira. But even, even that in itself is like a massive achievement. And I think a lot of the things that we, um, you know, are trying to do is create some sort of a ripple effect. So we do something positive, innovate in some area, and then it's not an isolated action, then that, that kind of leads on to other positive things down the track. And I think that's just one example. Um, yeah. Another example I remember hearing earlier on was when we started looking at integrating edge certification into this um, as way, as some way to, I guess, score, have some sort of sustainability score that generally started a conversation uh, in Beira as well. Am, am I right, Maria Dill? Um, and even that idea of starting a conversation is it's hard to quantify that impact, but inevitably that would lead to some good things like, you know, down the track as well. Um, yeah, can you maybe speak to the edge certification and how that ties into this? Yeah, it always helps if you can, if there's a yardstick that can measure how mm. far you are on the journey. And of course, ultimately you want to have, houses that are as as green as possible you know that don't add any negative that don't have any negative impact um but yeah in in reality that's a stepwise journey because our clients are used to a certain um it's a very low trust society we work in uh, we've managed to create a lot of trust with our clients and unfortunately, it means that you have to bear with traditional building methodologies for a while until that trust can expand to other areas. Um, so 
we we uh, th there is this yardstick that you refer to already. That's Edge. It's developed by IFC, the International Finance Corporation, part of the World Bank Group. And Edge is actually called Excellence in Design for Greater Efficiencies, and it's a whole detailed approach with which actually has uh, three categories uh, to to inspire and and promote. Um, joining the journey, journey to greater uh, efficiency uh, with regards for, for the building industry. It's especially also targeted at, um, at actors in uh, emerging economies. And in Mozambique, to also set the context here, in Mozambique, there is still date not one building. So I'm not even talking about low, low cost housing, but there's not one building edge certified. Um, so that is that. So so everything. So environmental issues are even not considered uh, by the most because because it's such a poor country. So why bother? So it's it's rather it's the the most important actually locally is climate resilience because Mozambique is more and more impacted by climate change. You know the horrific cyclones we've we've had as a as a country. Um, when we um, put our the data of our uh, the, the the measures we're putting into to the the eco homes we're developing now we were actually quite um, excited that on that yardstick there's three levels there's the highest achievable level that's uh, co2 zero obviously um, then there is the first level which is 20 percent more efficiency so less use of energy watcher, and materials than the standard in the country. And then there is the second level. Um, so actually in between the CO2 zero and 20% improvement, there is 40% improvement in, in, um, um, in, in resources, energy um, and, and water and, um, and materials. And we were happy. We, we assumed you would reach the first level with the measures we, we were planning to implement, but we were quite excited that we would meet the second level already. Um, we've now just, as Richard shared, just um, completed implementation. And the next step is now to file for certification. So within the next few months, we hope to have that completed. And then it, it's going to be interesting that the first buildings to be certified as um, as in under the edge certification will be these affordable homes funded by uh, empower through catalyst in Berra. so um it's going to be a nice mm. achievement yeah that's so cool <laughs> and so just, where will that be edge advanced edge advanced second level yeah. second yeah. second out of three edge advanced this is such an exciting journey isn't it to do this together you know, it really mm -hmm. makes me at least very um, elevated. Yeah, yeah. And what's what's interesting also because you, we've we've been around with uh, with Casral for a couple of years, and I myself have worked in a sector for twenty years. And what I found so interesting of this journey is that um, well, the, the 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 catalyst funding was for the total four homes, sixty thousand dollars. If I'm correct, um, what you can do that. with that amount of money with most centralized organizations um it's challenging to push that amount um onto the field 
to, to manage that, the whole bureaucracy around it. But not only can, can Empower move those volumes around quite uh, at, at that level. Uh, so, it, it, you know, with most organizations active in this field, it needs to be a couple of hundred thousands of uh, dollars or euros before it actually it's worth sending yeah. it into a project and, and it takes months before decisions are made. But yeah, yeah our experience is uh, with Empower is what well, decisions, we, we put our proposition for the eco homes, I think up in, in August, a week later was, was approved. And um, we're, we're usually also with the, the financial, you know, the traditional banking infrastructure, then it takes quite a bit of time before money goes from one side of the, the world to the other side. Eh, Richard, we've had quite a bit of experience. Uh, we, have, we, have had, we have had quite <laughs> bad experiences in, in previous projects where we, like after registering, after getting the approval, there's financing gain come from Europe to Africa. But that, that would even take, there's one, one project that we had seven months what? Just to get money <laughs> into the country. Yeah. Seven months after, uh, excluding the process of the approval of the project and the process of dealing with local banks, it took seven months. So we nobody can build like a business. In, in, fact, a business. in fact, the yeah. project we built, we built the project of 30 houses, but in three months. But to get money for that took seven months to get the banks accept to have to register the project and the banks receive the money and then deposit money on our account. It was, it, so when I saw like this system that was, I always told Mario Dira, I said, maybe we might have a solution for future projects. Like this is the time where we would have completed projects and built other projects, but seven months just to get money is ridiculous. Yeah. So, so here it was the opposite, actually. Um, you know, it's it because it's peer to peer, and and the tools from from the Empower Empower platform allowed us a very efficient transfer. You know, it's 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 immediate. So um, yes, seven months seems yeah. crazy. Like it's yeah. anyone in the crypto space, especially you know younger people, younger than myself. I probably don't. I don't know if I fall into that category anymore. But the younger people, <laughs> seven months to kind of process a, a financial transaction is just you know doesn't even seem like that's a possibility. It seems like something back in the when the dinosaurs were roaming around. It's exactly. So yeah. it's uh, yeah. even even solving that problem through you know crypto fund, de decentralized finance, real fi. Um, th that is huge. That is huge. And another thing yeah. you mentioned, Maria, I deal with mm -hmm. that what you can do with that money, but also how how quick that turnaround is. Like to to build these homes in a couple of months, that in itself is great. Like yeah, not, and, yeah and here in Australia, that's the. We yeah, can do yeah, it that's the thing. This is, this is the pilot. I mean, you know, and also uh, currently our production team is 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 at base level, but but you know, um, I'm looking as far as I can here at Richard. I mean, you're rearing <laughs> to go. The the local issues, which are perceived internationally to be the issues, poverty, uh, low income, and therefore low income clients. Um, 
probably also low capacity of all, all sorts in the country in, 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 ter in terms of experience of, of this kind of, of building and such. Those are not the issue. You know, those are for Casarel not the issue. Yeah. The issue yeah. is getting affordable and predictable financing available. And so uh, us, actually, that's, that's a good observation, Mario Deal, that most people out there, they think, uh, okay, these guys are poor. These guys will not have building materials. I have had many people ask me, but so tell me, do, are you able to get building materials locally? I say, I mean, I'm not importing. The, the things which are imported, yes, are imported. Very few of them like iron bars, but also not from far. Like we get materials from neighboring countries like South Africa, like Zambia. So things, things to do with like, like labor, we our construction team is 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 a good one that we have trained that we have got other people from outside. They have trained them, and those things we could do them. And when they say like people are poor, will they be able to pay? It, the problem is not that they are not able to pay. The problem is actually the structures around them, like the banks I was talking about. Yeah, the 600 mortgages, Mario Deal normally say, and then we laugh and like, it becomes a laughable stuff that, you know, in the whole country, you have 600 mortgages. Andrew used it to say, this is his community. Yesterday I was talking to, to one banker and he was telling me, you know, to us, as me, as an individual, everybody like you bring, we send them a list of clients to give mortgages, but they end up not giving, not even one or two. He says, you and me, we know that these people can pay every month because they are getting monthly salary. They are paying rent, they are paying A, B, C, D. They are even getting loan cars because that's what they can access. But I mean, they can't access the mortgage for housing and their interest rate is like ridiculous. So it's- 20% plus, around, yeah. It's around them that really complicated. There are situations of buying houses. That's the next innovation to bring uh, in this partnership to the field in in uh, in, uh, in 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 Mozambique, in Beira, least Dubai. So that's a whole different discussion. But uh, yeah, as you can yeah. see from Richard's energy, innovation is needed there, and we have solutions. What I hear very clearly is that if you take away the administrative uh, and the financial burden, there are many clients that can afford a house. Right. Absolutely. Plus, if you do it through the blockchain, you can also leave the trust. Because what I, I love that story about, um, you know, this sharing with the um, and, and the municipality coming over and seeing what can be done uh, through a sort of a community based treatment plant. So how many people were trained um, by by one person giving one training? And then you start yeah. a whole new uh, movement, you know, around um, uh, solving another local problem in the municipality. Mm. How, how many people were trained? Uh, Richard, can you tell a little bit about it? So it's a sort of a trickle down effect. Yeah, I mean, if you know, it's it's like Casarial. It's in one house in 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 one community that we are building, but. You know, if if it's not only that, but looking at what that would would mean, 
to also other communities around, around us. It, it wouldn't be a competition, I can't say it would be, that actually is coming from Casa Real, from Casa Real's networks, from Casa Real's uh, partners like Empower is, is, is funding us, and then is influencing the, the, the good things in one community and then providing lessons that the municipality can learn to go and replicate and help also others. Because I mean, if they had a treatment plant, the problem with sanitation, water and sanitation in Beira is a big one because every time it rains, actually these communities are impassable. These so it floods everywhere in those zones, in those virus. So you don't need to think about what happens with the sanitation like septic tanks, because I mean, if they are full different individual septic tanks, it's so when kids are walking and like they have to remove their shoes, they have to fold their shorts and then they have to hold their skirts upward so that they can walk through this, this, this the, 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 the flood to go to school, to go to get some food stuff. Yeah. You don't want very to dirty water. So if you have like such kind of technologies that will then join this community in the community virus as decentralized treatment plants. Yeah. It's a great one. I mean, this can help not but, only that they learned, but they can help to ensure there's good sanitation in these communities. To answer specifically also to your question, I think there were around 10-ish people trained by Andrew, isn't it, Richard? 10-ish people are our construction uh, crew of the moment that were uh, the trained? Uh, those who were trained were 25. Oh, 25, even more. Yeah, yeah. And to, to get back to, to the other point also you made, Alke, it's, and also to put a number of the financial challenge, uh, no one could, could, well, almost no one in the world would get a mortgage when it's 20, 25% to buy a house. So that's not an issue of our clients. That's really the messed up system, financial system in countries like Mozambique, where the you know, there's such you, you pay for five houses. Um, and the interesting thing of the 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 the, the blockchain also that it gives a, a different way to 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 build up trust. So it's not to to put away with with bureaucracies, but making it a more efficient one because the, the current system clearly don't work. Yeah, yeah I think that's um, it's very interesting. Uh, the blockchain does provide uh, a huge opportunity because you can now trust upon the reliability, not only re reliability, but also uh, the capability um, of, of, especially of uh, local partners like Casa Real. And then you can see what comes out of that, which is, I think, two, maybe three times even bigger, you know, when it comes to um, the impact that it's making. Because um, now you have 25 people that are trained locally. You have a municipality that's looking at different uh, additional efforts. You have um, um, houses that um, have access to pipes water um, done in a more environmental friendly way. So it's like it's, it's sort of a butterfly effect, I would call it. Right. Mm -hmm. So what would be uh, the next phase um, coming from the building of these houses? And let's not forget solar also. That's a very yeah, important yes. measure yeah. you've put in. 
our next phase for this, maybe I would call it the closing phase for this pilot. We did this not only to have the clients buy them, otherwise it would not be a fancy thing to talk about, but we did this to test the to test many things, test the clients themselves. The clients have been coming and we keep bringing them to get also their feedback. And then we test the supply chain. We added some features like solar. Now we have one partner who is supplying us solar, it's called SolarWorks. So we need to look at the supply chain of these echo features. And of course, we age advanced as Mario Deal was talking about. This will be a closing chapter to look at start doing age advanced and more, more others. But the most important thing for this pilot would be to close down using the tests. Then we talk to the clients. Now we have we had a list that when during the construction, we are talking to some people for. Uh, for these uh, two units. We have closed to now four people. We still have a challenge to take out two. We have two lab, three ladies and one male. We have and to build then, more. We have to build more. Either right we have to build more or we have to take out uh, uh, other, other two. But for the moment, then, they are shortlisted for those units. We are left with visiting their homes, their homes where they are living now, because it is part of the assessment that we go and make sure that we see the housing before. So then we have the, the baseline and, and decision to make. Um, but then when once we ask, they are selected, they will now come and uh, start living in the house. We decided to try them on rent to buy uh, because it's, it's not a new thing. We have already done a lot of tests with the conventional technology. So it's not new, it's going to be different from the other carbon zero that we will be talking about in the future. But at the moment, at least rent to buy that we are preparing and also talking to Empower will be a great thing that to see also with the solar, with the eco housing, housing that we can we can scale up the, the rent to buy yeah. model. Yeah. This so is, possibly let's, yeah. let's say in January, we will be having the final selection. Yeah, and they, and they move in. So, yeah. so in a nutshell, this was a test. So far, it's been positive. The, refining of the design will happen when we get clients uh, feedback from clients who've actually moved in and um i would say uh, sometime in in quarter one that will have been finalized you know how it feels actually to to live in, mm. in to get the feedback of yeah. how it feels and in that, such a home and um we're ready to scale the clients are there the the eco homes offering is there which is um every time we're looking at ways um on, on how to improve it even further, because one big challenge we still have is we built with concrete because that's with the with the building materials we have available locally. That's truly the only realistic option to build our blocks with. Um, and that's also the most acceptable culturally technology. But now that we have a lot, lot of trust with our clients locally, 
um, we we are experimenting also or or mm. on the lookout for 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 ways of of more environmentally friendly types of of construction to potentially replace the blocks or make the blocks in a more efficient um, uh, and and a more eco friendly way. That's still a big bridge to cross, but already now you know as we reach edge level two out of three it's not bad um and on that basis uh we, we we're ready to proceed plus i can imagine that as a um because you've been working so much on the affordability of the homes is that you don't have as much uh, waste as an average big uh, developer would be having right a big constructor building huge amounts of houses all at once centrally done yeah well anyway the, the 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 layout of our buildings we built in an incremental way so uh people can uh as as our uh, sales line is locally is a house that fits every pocket you know whether it's one room with kitchen and bathroom or or bigger than that uh, which which um, clients can then increment as soon as they have more resources uh, for that um so so compared to the 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 standard in the country and then the the official building standard eh, which is more for the elite we we show also to the communities that you don't have to live in villas that shouldn't be your aspiration but you can have a nice home and you know the smallest home we have is 26 square meters and that's uh that's very well livable too so that's already more, not only do we have less waste, but already in constructing, it's it's built very efficiently. Thank you. Actually, also that that one of the one of the basic units funded by Empower is I say one bedroom and two bedrooms. So it's one bedroom, but then it has space that is also constructed for for incrementing to two bedrooms. So literally the person is going to acquire a one bedroom, but this one bedroom in the future has, or she has funding, then she can only extend the walls to make a two bedroom house. So we designed, and when we were starting this project, we got all the designs approved. So they don't need to go back to the municipality to get the approvals for for incrementing to two or three bedrooms. So we got the three bedrooms approved already, but incremented uh, over a certain period of time that the, the buyers would wish. So it helps us that once we are selling, we sell to different people. Someone's aspiration, as Mario Dill was saying, is three bedroom, but at the moment cannot afford three bedrooms. So can buy one bedroom, but on an incremented plot that can go to three bedroom. So with the time, add one under room, other rooms until you get your dream home. That's really smart. Also, I understood, uh, Richard, but maybe you can tell a little bit about that, is that this is really the way it's also done historically or culturally acceptable. Yes, to yes. So build when exactly. When we were starting the project we did a survey and that's one of the key things that we found in the building methodology that was done locally because people don't normally have money at the same time they would start with one room and they go to two to three bedrooms 
as it was being done incrementally, but poorly. So in 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 an, a disorganized way. So then for us, because it is within the same place planned with good roads, with electricity and water, then it becomes a very vast and organized way to do that. I love it. I think that probably brings us to the to the end of the podcast, unless there's any anything else that we want to discuss. I think we probably touched a lot of the bases. But yeah, I think that's that yeah, it brings us to the end. So thanks everyone for listening. We'll include any relevant links uh, below where people can click on them and connect with us and join our journeys. And uh, this is obviously got to be continued conversation. We'll connect again in the near future next year uh, to have another conversation. So we'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks, Richard and Mario Dill for your time. You know, it's yeah, been really nice. splendid to learn from you guys and to see what you've achieved so far. So Thank um, you. Let's, let's let's move on in this journey and looking forward to speaking to you uh, again very soon. Bye-bye.